good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> Remember earlier when, when Connie said, why can't I give up chocolate? And, you know, it, 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 there's no chocolate in my life at all. So I just want to say that her asking that question was really important. It's really good practice to question any teacher. It's a really good thing to do. There has been this myth, which was probably started by teachers eons ago, that the teacher is beyond approach, beyond question. Red flags, red flags, red flags. Any teacher, moi included, question, question, question. You owe it to yourself to know who you're listening to. You, you owe it to yourself not to have any questions or doubts. You owe it to yourself to find out, okay, can I trust what they're saying because I don't feel it in myself as yet. It's not resonating with me as truth, so question it. Be sure you do that because at the end of the day, you have to go to God alone. You are responsible. If you follow somebody who's leading you up the garden path, it's your own darn fault. It's your own fault. So, you peas, that what you said? You, you owe it to yourself to question every teacher. And if a teacher says that they're beyond the shadow, walk. Get up and walk out. Walk out. If a teacher isn't continuously watching to see what the mind is doing, we know from neuro, neurological stuff, we know that the default mode network can grow again. The mind is constantly firing new things, constantly. And I thought myself, God, that thing could never grow again. It can grow again. That's what your mind will do. It will constantly repair itself. And if believability starts again for a teacher, there's no scope for them to see that if students don't ask them questions. There is no place for them to reflect. We have no network of teachers. We have no accountability. We have no code of good practice. We have no ethical standards. We have no continuing education. Nothing. There is no accountability at all. At all. The accountability needs to come from students. It needs to come from students. For students to say, that's not good enough. This stinks. And you're either going to be right or wrong. So you're either going to help a teacher to see a dark spot, or you're going to see a dark spot in yourself. Heck, go there. One way or the other, something will be learned. So what? Take a chance. I've made loads of accusations to teachers, and I was the one with, with the blind spot. Great. I mean, great. I, if it didn't happen, I wouldn't have cleared my own blind spots. You know? Take responsibility. Question, question, question. If you don't, does that resonate as true as like, I don't get it. Inquire, inquire, inquire. Make a teacher stand over what they say. You owe it to yourself. The surrender is to yourself, not to a teacher. And if you need to go through a teacher to surrender to yourself, know that that's what you're doing. It's just that your mind still wants to go out before it goes back in. But there is none going to be like the teacher inside you. There will be no teacher that that's, that's pure as that. Your own inner knowing is what you're cultivating. I don't know where that blast came from. <laughs> 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 and maybe another 
40 people as well? Yes. <laughs> it has to come into the sector. It has to. This kind of accountability. It has to. Yeah, yeah. It has to. And in a way, it's kind of bringing spiritual teachers into duality. But hey, that's where the teaching happens. Is it is in the dualistic realm. We've got to learn how to merge the non-dual and the non-dual. How to be ordinary and, and to know that you are God. It's about that. The transparency at every level. If you need to stand apart to hold on to your enlightenment, problem. Yes. Problem. You know? So, yes? I have a friendly question. Yes. Um. Just before, just before, Tony, <laughs> can, can we turn off the noisy corners? People know what to do with I think it's just dialed down to one second one. Thank you so much. Oh, that's so much better. Tony, sorry for that. So my question has to do with, um, was there any process for vetting this place? And the reason I ask is that if you go online, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. There is. Place. There um, is. It has to do with physical abuse and sexual abuse and all kinds of stuff. That's right. And um, if you go on that boardwalk, there's a plank and it says the unknown baby. And there's a plaque that says to all the unknown babies in the pond. So it kind of caught my attention. Um, and I wanted to ask if you, what your thoughts were about that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that plank. I, I never really read those planks. I went, oh, okay, there's a whole lot of names here. And I saw one that said Hagen Das and I had a giggle. Right. And I never read any other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, The teacher who was here, it's not my way, but it seems to help a lot of people. Her picture was there in the middle, and something in me, that's, we're taking that down. I'm not reading any more into it, except it's, it's just a different frequency to what happens here. Is one right and the other wrong? No, they're just different ways of pure consciousness moving through form. You've got to find out what one works for you. There's just different ways work for different people. Is there, there's part of me that, like, if bad stuff happened here, yeah, um, and there's sort of a glossing over that, like, I'm, there's part of me that's not okay with that. Yeah. Um. There's something pure here. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's Mother Earth itself. I don't know. Maybe it's just all the nature and the, weird, the way nature is being honoured here. Maybe it's that. It feels like it's from nature. And, and hearsay and propaganda never yeah. really sways me. It's like, okay, okay, that's just opinions. What's my own thing here? What's my own feeling here? And I think, I think this center is evolving in its own way. I don't feel that there's anything untoward okay. here at all. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And, and I can't say before I've been here, I, I really can't say. There's just a lot of stories and I'm not that interested in them. You know? But having said that, yeah, I, I, I did change a photograph. But it just impulsively, oops, you know. Yes, Mary? I've had teachers that were questionably appropriate. 
and um, I've always thought that it's a way to, to teach you discernment and yes. autonomy. Yes. A way, you know, like, okay, mm-hmm. that's not this, that's not right. that kind of thing. That's right. And that's right. On. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, Chris? There's something that uh, maybe you could clarify for me. I was thinking about that subject when people already put someone up on a pedestal. Yes. Well, they're the self. They, they, they've got it. Yes. Not me, and I'll just... Yes. Just a feed or whatever. And is it something like a psychological issue, like the self-esteem of a person they haven't... Uh, couldn't entertain that they're that... So they'll, they'll project it onto yes. the person. Yes. Or onto chocolate. Or a new car. <laughs> Something outside of me will, will make me feel complete. The guru will make me feel complete. Mm. Or the way the teacher behaves, if I do that, I feel complete. These are just tricks of the mind looking outside of itself. Looking outside of itself. That's all it is. And yeah, you are that, and then, and then you're not that either. <laughs> you know? And, and if... if Anything. If a tree reflects you to yourself, fantastic. Stick that on your altar. But the most pure thing you can put on the altar is a mirror. That's the most pure thing we can put on any altar, is a mirror. It's like, okay, what what are the perceptions that are blocking me seeing that that's God in that mirror? What's going on? That's the work. That's the work. And then we use these outside things to to mirror. But really, you'd have to do it yourself. You know? No self-esteem, sure. That's that's one of a gazillion things of why we look outside of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Is chocolate bad? Did, I miss, did I miss something? Is chocolate bad? I was late. I was having my piece of chocolate, and I really enjoyed it's, that. Yeah, good for you. Enjoy it. It just came up as somebody's object of desire. Oh, okay. so okay. So it's in there. If it's not trick, if it's not. Attached. Everything is fine. It is, yeah. Okay, Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything is fine, including the photograph that was there. Is fine. It's all fine. Sometimes we gotta remove it. Sometimes we gotta remove chocolate. Sometimes we don't. Like nothing is inherently bad. Nothing. Nothing is. It's all pure consciousness. It's all love. It's all love. But you gotta be the author of your own destiny. Mm. The, the spirit within you is the author of your destiny. You know, pure consciousness within you is the author of your destiny. And listening to that is what it's all about. And if you hand over your authority to something else for a while, it let it only be for a very short while. Let it smack you in the face when you go back and decide, oh, I have to make decisions for myself. You know? Yes. You know? Anything else on that? Yes, sure. Well, you just said um, about you were talking about the mirror, and I just wanted to, to to share my question yesterday about wanting um, to be recognized as special, especially yes. from special people. Yes. What I came up with was part of me recognizes the divinity within, and but I didn't know it, I didn't have that authority, and I was looking for others to confer, especially special others to confer 
divinity on me, and so it was just seen. Yes, well done. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. Yep. Big loop, a big loop to go back to yourself. Yeah, that's what we do. No, everything is is a, is a projection of something outside just to get back to here. It's, that's what it's about. Yeah. Yes, Michael. I had a question about Tony. Yeah. He said that you know there were, maybe there was some bad energy here before. Sometimes I feel like programs like this, the people that are brought here to do this work, in doing the work that they're doing on themselves, actually cleans the energy that was here. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering that's a. That can happen too, or also we could be leaving a pile of shite here. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite could also be true, couldn't it? The stuff that we leave here. That's true too. Depends on what perspective you take, isn't it? But we do like to believe that once we're doing spiritual work, that we're cleaning. You know? And if that's the case, then spiritual work has been happening here for quite some time. Depends on what perspective, what perspective, what perspective. The mind will always, it's either going to see a positive or a negative, that's duality. So we can spin it. So I keep kind of, I'm flip-flopping to show it can go this way, this way, this way, this way. There is no right or wrong. You just got to honor this pull. And if, if you need an explanation, fine, your mind will find an explanation. If you don't, great. Great. Um, there was one thing that I, I have a lot of trouble agreeing with that you said. Yes. Uh, it's that um, consciousness consciousness tends to evolve towards uh, harmony. Yes. Um, yes. I'm having a bit of trouble with that. Yes. Um, okay. To me, it, it would be a restriction on, on love or freedom. Yes. Okay. Within the smaller, let, let's look at smaller scale, local, and, and larger scale, non-local. Within the localized, it moves towards harmony. In a particular life, we end up leaving what is dysfunctional and goes towards functional. We end up moving away from greed and suffering and pain and we move towards being wholesome and being kind and generous and towards gratitude. That's the movement towards harmony. As, as truth is coming in, it moves towards harmony. That's the evolution of the mind, really. You see? So in, so in the local scene, it moves towards harmony. In the bigger scene, it's in perfect balance. Harmony, disharmony, harmony, disharmony, harmony, disharmony. It's going to continue forever. That's the Titanic bit. It's going to do what it's going to do. There ain't no right or wrong. It will always be 49, 51, 51, 49, 49, 51 of dark and light. Ignorance and, and wisdom. Whatever way we want to call those day and night. The opposites. So the bigger wheel is really going nowhere. That's the one that's more free. But when it comes to our own, the evolution of consciousness within our particular form, that's where it moves towards harmony. What do you... Come yeah. on, tackle me more. Well, uh, I cannot say that the humanity seems to evolve toward uh, harmony. Uh, I think 
I think it probably involves both towards decay and both towards harmony. But decay isn't disharmony. Well, if you only see it that way, if you mean harmony in the non-dual sense, okay, yes. 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 Yes, moving towards non-dual is, there's something harmonious that happens there. <clears throat> Peace in the camp. This is harmonious. The experience, the phenomenal experience of the self is harmonious. Do you think? I think that's the mind's point of view. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's the mind's point of view. That's the phenomenal experience, which is the mind's point of view. Everything phenomenal is, is mind anyway. It's all a out of concepts. And take all of that and there's no harmony or disharmony at all. All of it goes. So it's smaller and bigger circles. But, but if that doesn't ring through, you know, challenge it, no? Yeah, I'm just not focusing on the local one, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think so, yeah. No, but that's useful because I, I'll explain it a bit better next time. Yes, sure. In terms of uh, questioning the teacher, yeah, this is one of the big questions I have about the world. You said that no matter what, everything's going to be an equally moving dark and light, dark and light. And I wonder, do we have to have, you know, baby rapers? And is that war, murder? That's just the way. How do you know? I guess is my question. It seems true, but how do you know? Things that get seen, understandings that come when you're when you're outside of subjective thought, you know, they come unbidden. Insights. And it was one of those, oh, okay. You know one of those, oh, when you're far away, far enough, your point of perception is far enough back from the dualistic you get to see how the dualistic works because you're at a distance and you can see the, the matrix. It's like, how do we know for sure that the world is round? Well, there was no denying it when we had astronauts. There's just no denying it, you know? It's that kind of distance. Um, and the, the more you get used to the non-dual, the stillness, the more you get to see how the dualistic works and then go deeper in the non-dual and you get to see, oh my God, that's the flip side of that. You see? So those kind of big sweeping statements, that's what I've seen to be true. But you've got to find out for yourself. Yeah. We okay in all that? Yes, Tom? Pardon? Yeah, we can. We can go there. Jack? Yes. Tomorrow, do you want to switch the chairs around? That's okay, because I'm standing so much, it's not... He's asking because my neck usually, my whole body goes kind of tilted to one side. But, but I'm standing so much, it's not... No, not at all, you're totally fine, be comfortable. Oh, I'm comfortable. Good. But, just in following up, teacher, and I mentioned this morning about attachment, and it was it was a vague 
it was a veiling of what the real question was. They said, oh, I'm attached to you, this Jack form. And I'm not telling anything you're not aware of. Yeah. There are no secrets from you. I just, oh, God, what am I doing? You know? But, and then the, this is back in Carlsbad. I see seeing you as a person, but I don't know, it's like a hologram or something. I don't know. There was this voice talking, but it wasn't a human being, which was cool and a little disconcerting, but okay, all the same. And then, but that same attachment, that energy towards you is not really not that much different from my attachment to Barbara. Okay. You know? Okay. And yeah. so it's kind of, at lunchtime, I was just looking at that and I started looking and boy, the mind just, beep, 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 you know, there's a thing. Yeah. So I said, okay, that's a signal. Something is really deeply buried that it's just not wanting to pop loose. Yes. That's why I'm here. That's yes. really what, because you're, I, I've been seeing you now how long? Six, seven years or so? Yeah. You know? Um, and what, it's funny, yesterday afternoon I, you talked about self-love. And I was like, oh. And so I was listening to Krishna Das yesterday afternoon. Mm. I said, oh, this is like, there's nothing but love. You yes. Know, just, I was just, oh, God, I remember at the pier. I, I was, I'm sorry, Sid, because I was dancing on the pier. And, you know, it was just too much. Um, yeah, <laughs> but as as far as the self love goes, it's not like wow, I love myself. It's just some quiet. Yes, yes, it's it shows very, up in different ways. Very quiet, which I think then allowed for this question to arise. And yes, up. yes, um, <clears throat> yes. But it came to so I was listening to that, and there was I was listening to a song that someone wrote for Gagaji, and the. It was, a, it was a devotional song, and I thought, that doesn't work with Jack. You know, I, I don't, no, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Beautiful lyrics about, yeah, she'll throw you in the ocean, push you under the water, I suggest you drown, and then... <laughs> <laughs> the music really adds it, but the, the coolest line is like, this is straight out of the math of Jack. She says, she'll pull you out and act as if nothing ever happened. And nothing ever did. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it was just a beautiful song. I'd uh-huh. like to learn this. Wait a minute, you know, stop. But yeah. it's this is liberating to you know, liberating from the form of you versus the knowledge of you versus the energy of you. Am I making sense here? I think so. Okay, I am liberating from the energy of caring for Barbara. Yes, and that's. It's strenuous. It can be very strenuous. Sure. Uh, And just as we were walking back to the room, the wind was blowing, we had our wind at our back, and Barb sticks her arms out like a bird and pretends to fly. And we haven't done anything. We flew back to all together. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. So it's it's like that little thing about that little knot of energy as far as attachment goes. Obviously, the ultimate attachment is to ego, to self, to the, in the little yes. self or That's the final attachment. Yes. Um, and as I've, I've known you, the attachments have slowly been sort of eroding away. Yes. You know, the sandcastle is sort of washing yes. off. Yes. Um, little pieces. Oh, I'd be neat to find that one little pin and the whole thing crawls. Um, I'm ready. In spite of the fear. Fear's there? Yes, I bet. Yeah. I bet, of course. 
So when you think that you need something, there will be attachment to it. Okay. Within you, the, the capitalized self right. knows you don't need Jack or Barbara. Sure, sure, sure. sure. But Tom believes he does. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lie. That's a lie. Okay. Yeah. See through that lie. I have seen it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I have conversations with you all the time in my head. Yeah. Oh, Jack, what is it? And all of a sudden the answer comes. Yeah. You know, well, that's what yeah. she would say. I know you well Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Um, so if, there, if that were to stop? The, the control. Sure. Yeah. It's just my own self-awareness. It's yes. Like, yeah. It's yourself running through the idea of Jack. It's you listening yeah, to yeah, yourself, yeah. but you're projecting it on Jack. Sure, sure. Right? Sure. There is nothing from the outside that you need, Tom. Nothing. No. No. Nothing. No. But where there is attachment, there is an idea swimming underneath that you do. That there's something you get that you can't give to yourself. I'd like Barbara and Jack to be a bit of optional frosting. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, I do. The, the meat of, of, of what you're going to eat is, is already there. It's already inside you. Yeah. And then this topping is optional. Yeah. It's like, it's a compliment. <clears throat> Working on that a little bit here. You know, yeah. Great yeah. retreat, you know. Yeah. Yeah. To do that? Yeah, it's just a compliment. It's like, okay, this is just a compliment. This is just a beautiful little, uh, you know, a, a, something delightful to do on the planet. You know, while I'm alive. Let it be that light. The grasping turns it into a need, turns it into yeah, a... Yeah, 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 yeah. What am I going to get out of this? Yeah, it's that sense of need. It's the need. Yeah. It's the need. Yeah. What would it be like to not have any needs? So it means listing your needs and being clear about your needs and like, okay. Sure. sure. Okay. And it's emotional needs and it's the deeper needs. It's not like food and shelter. No, you no, can do that. That's no. that's a piece of cake. That's yeah, yeah. At this stage of our lives, we're all able to pull that off. Sure. You know? Sure. It's the deeper needs. There is nothing that I can give you that you don't have within yourself. I know that already. And the same with Barbara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The same. Yeah. Okay, yeah. phenomenal comfort, frosting on top. Yeah. Sex, frosting on top. Yeah. Someone to share your day with, frosting on top. Correct. Sure. Nice if it's there. If it isn't, so frigging what? You get used to it. People do. Yeah. It might be on your path to live alone for a chunk of your life. It might be. Never have done that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Never done that. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh huh. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I would check out to see if there's a fear of that. No, there isn't. Okay. No, there isn't. All right. Good. No, it, it's the, the the greater fear is. You bring the mic a little bit closer. The greater fear is. Um, Can I do this alone? 
is I, I have depended on you or other teachers. And, you know, we see other people too. Just it's a, a nice little respite. And I have questions about that too, but uh, we've answered them sort of. But it's a great little stopgap. Say, ah, oh, every weekend or every weekend or so, we get a little boom to stoppage. Wonderful, thank you. Yes. You know, and but we're not. I don't think we're wedded to that. Okay, you that's know? the question. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And people who sometimes, when people who have regular access to satsang, kind of kick back a little bit. Because the satsang would put you back on track again. So very often people who have, I'm not saying it's you, I'm throwing it out there. People who have regular access to unity consciousness because of where they live or who they live or the community that they go to on a Sunday morning or whatever it is. That there's a trusting that that will kind of remind you. You know? And so, so, so the vigilance of watching one's own mind in the interim tends to Go down. Gets a little sloppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a good idea. That's dependency then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dependency. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm settling here. I'm not sure what, but... It's no problem. It's no problem. I I can see what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I can't. (laughs) I know. Something's settling. Something's just listening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you know friends say, "When are you seeing Jack? When's Jack coming back? You know, yeah. when are we get to see her again?" Yeah, and there is something resonates, dude. Come on. Yes, you, you're spending your life going. That's right. Projecting around here. What are you going to yes. do in the next six months? Or eight yes, months? yes. I find myself doing that sometimes too, yes. and I do say, "Stop." Yes. That. Yeah. It's and like okay, let's just be present. Let's yeah. just be present. You know, and you can chit chat and say, "Oh, yeah, maybe she'll come at the end of October." You know, but you know that that's conversation and there's no juice in it for you, none. Yeah. Because we have to, we talk like that. We're all about story, you know. Yeah. So stay in the present, but say what you gotta say. You know what I mean? That's sure. just empty dialogue. Sure. We do that all the time. And I'm, I'm suggesting that because it's a pain in the ass when somebody says, oh, don't project into the future. Just stay in the present. And somebody was just like having a chat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? That's kind of, it's like, you know? So, so the ability to have the two levels, I'm trying to kind of cultivate that. It's like, you know, that's like, ooh, just don't get juice out of this. Just stay inside. Just stay present. But like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Maybe, you know, so that you can see. That's dialogue, and I'm not getting juice out of it. See the difference? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I have to, I'm looking into the future in about 45 minutes. So i got to get my plane reservation. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my, my plane sure. Check, you know, check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the future. But, that's right. That's fine. That's your working mind. Yeah, that's all right. That's fine. That's just planning. It's something that needs to happen. Yeah. No problem. That's just a goal. Yeah. 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 Doesn't doesn't need to be emotion attached to it. That doesn't need to be I should I shouldn't. It's right or wrong. None of that crap. Yeah. It's just a function. Keep it clean. Okay. Here's yeah. here's something comes up. All right. So little things arise, and I really don't know what's happening or what has happened or how to handle it. That's where your experience very is very much helpful. I yes. could essentially try to sift it through and work it out. Yes. I may screw it up. I may not. Eventually, yes. I'm sure I would get the right yes. correct answer. Why waste time? Okay. 
So go to a spiritual teacher as you would go to ER if you broke your arm. Yeah. As you would go to the grocery store for food. Yeah. It's another service that you are managing that you know, uh, I could do with that right now. I could do with that right now. Or I need help there. Whether it's a bag of apples or whether it's satsang, have the same autonomy around responding to your needs. And you stay manager of your own needs. And if you need to go to a teacher that you have trust, but they're shit hot at one particular aspect that you need, go there. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's like, actually, I need to go to a teacher who's all about, like, you are awareness. I hear what Jack's saying, but that is not where I'm at. I need to go to, like, you are awareness. So I get that part. And then go there. So having the autonomy to know where you get your needs met, perfect. But Barbara or Jack isn't going to satisfy your needs. You are managing your needs, but you're directing where you get the input of wisdom or insight or food in in any metaphorical level. This is a very courageous thing, what you did. And that's how I see it as inspirational, because things will arise for myself. I have to make the decision here. Yes. Yes. We really are responsible for ourselves. We really are. And there's a thin line between having that personal responsibility and surrender. And surrender has been misconstrued quite a lot. You know, and you think, no, no, it's surrender to the guru. It's like, ah, ah. You know, you're surrendering your own ego. Hang on to your discernment. An immature mind won't be able to understand what I'm talking about. The surrender is to yourself. That's what the surrender is too. You need to hang on to your own discernment around what's coming from your, your highest impetus and what's coming from your mind. Only you can, can figure that out. Only you. And traditionally, the way is like, put it all at the feet of the guru. Put it all there. And it's like, okay, now we just create a dependency culture and they'll actually never wake up because they're now they're just waiting for grace. That's fine for the immature mind, which is a lot of people. You know, it's a lot of people. But I'm, I'm, I'm just worried to talk to people who are waking up. And there's a good few people here, actually, who've already woken up. You know? And that's, that's, that's my niche of the market. You know, if we look at it like that. <laughs> that's what it is, no? In the dualistic realm, it's a niche in the market. It is. It is. It boils down to that. You know? This is graduate school here at It's graduate school, yeah. And that's not better or worse than anything. It's just like there's a time and place for it, like everything else. Yes. You know? No, there's no Yeah. No singing praises to the guru here. Ah no, it's beyond that. Yeah. No, it's beyond and that. It's, it's recognition. Yeah. That, um, yeah, yeah. What a relief. Sure. I did that other stuff. That's the thing, you have to do the other stuff to, to, to take the juice out of it and then it becomes Something off. This isn't enough. This isn't enough. Okay, right. Now, now we're talking about this other level. You yeah. know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just proud of me. I just... That's okay. No, it's great. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Was when I said the thing about the surrender, it's like, okay, there we go. That's, that's the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's yeah. right. No, because every time I, 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 I've sat with you, there's something happens. And, yeah. you know, some, it's very, very profound. 
but there is energy, there's movement. And if someone said, oh, she has Shakti for you. And I said, well, I don't know. You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever is a good answer but, for that. But, but, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it wouldn't happen if it wasn't here already. Yeah. Yes, so that, that's, that's right. Uh, it's just mirroring something in you. Yeah. Okay, dear. Yeah. I'll stop. It's like, yeah, we're good. I will love him forever. <laughs> I'm glad you love yourself, Tom. <laughs> it's working, too. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. Um, Susan, Crystal, Lauren, Ginny. Okay, can we do that sequence? Because I seem to be forgetting the sequence. So just let's run with that for now. And the other Susan. Did you find the goddess, the powerful one? Yes? Okay, good. Yeah? Yeah, good. Hi there. Hi there. Uh, I've been seeing you for many years too. Yes. And there's always been so much admiration and so much love. And I feel um, that yesterday... It, it came even more clear to me. You have said to me, you're, you're looking at yourself. And I saw that. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! Yeah. Well done, Susan. Yes, yes. Oh, well done. Thank you. I, I was rather flat. Oh, I'm <laughs> delighted. <laughs> I'm delighted. Yes, yes. It, it came. I came up to ask you a question and asked how you were, and you said you were tired. And I said, I was tired. <laughs> I thought, well, Jack is taking care of all these people, and it's, and it's all love is coming through. And on a much smaller level, I'm taking care of a, a husband, and it's, it's a very, it's a, but it's the same. It's different. It's the same. Yes, yes. Watch the caveat on a much smaller level. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I just kind It's of, the same yeah. as more valid than the proportion. Right. Really? Right. I get it. I yeah. Get okay. That. Yeah. The other thing in Carlsbad, you you emphasized and were so great about saying, telling me, find your potency, find yes. your authority. Yes. I think I've been working on that, and I think it's. I, I mean, I believe that it's happening. And in a way, what I just said, I think it's part. It's, it's part, it's of, part it. of it. Yeah. Um, so, but I wanted to ask you what what more needs to be done there because I was very aware when you were talking with other people, with the other Susan, about power and potency and getting beyond that too. So, But I, I don't think, I think maybe there's still something to do. There is, by virtue mm-hmm. of the fact that you reduced yourself in that example in a smaller way. It's like, uh-huh. why is there a default to reducing your own story, your own okay. role? Okay, I, I see it. Yeah. I, see, I see that. Yeah, yeah I see it. Yeah. Uh-huh, I get it. And, and I'm not suggesting to inflate and, and, and to say, oh, I'm doing the same thing. It's not about that. It's about, it's about the pattern of qualifying herself because mm-hmm. that's what makes her different. Whether she was to say what she was doing more than Jack or less than Jack is, is immaterial. That's yeah. the same thing. Right. Either yeah. would have been landing her in the same stew. Yeah. She's qualifying herself, which makes, makes it about her. It makes it personal to Susan. Do you see? Uh huh. It's an old habit. It's an old habit. Yeah. 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 I see. Yeah, of qualifying. What you'll always do is to reduce yourself. That's uh-huh. your way of qualifying. Yeah. You reduce yourself. Right. right. But all you're doing is positioning yourself. Uh huh. All you're doing is positioning the little I. Uh huh. Yeah. I see. But you're doing it in a discreet kind of subtle, oh, sort yeah. of manipulative way uh-huh. because it makes you small. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's subtle then, you see? Uh-huh. I, I do see it. Yeah. I do see it, and I do see it in the pattern. I see what I can see why I do it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if you end up being a bit obnoxious, I would love it. <laughs> you know, if you go the other way, if you go the other yeah, way till yeah. you actually find, oh, that was really over the top, okay. You, you know, I'd like you to kind of go the other way because you're so cautious and for so long you've been dimming your light and dialing down and falling to the background for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. I'd love you to like go over the top so that you find actually what what is your natural balance that doesn't involve a qualifier at all okay. for the little eye. Okay. Get it? Yes. Yes, yeah. I do get it. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. So go over the top. Okay. Push it out. Okay. If you lose some friends, that's fine. Bye bye. It's, it's worth it. Okay. It's worth it. Really? It is worth it. Like yeah, some I, people in your life will be used to you pulling yourself down because you give them more space. Mm-hmm. They might have to go. Yeah, I give I give people a fair amount of space. You do at a high price yeah. because it, what it's doing is is it's your ego being comfortable in its small zone. Uh huh. You see? Uh-huh. Yeah, I see that. I so see allocating that. the space, qualifying your small section so that other people can have big space. You will have people who need a lot of space mm-hmm. because that's how you fit with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, having, tend to, I tend to, to attract those people, you people would. that have needs to talk about themselves. There we go. Yeah, well, there we that go. was my work. That's been my work. There you go. Yeah. Let it be your work only, uh-huh. but not outside your work. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's a role you play to get, you know, to, to, it's your work, no? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. to get paid or voluntary in whatever capacity you're doing it. You're, you're playing a role there. But in the rest of the time, it needs to be not there at all that there is any question about allocating space for them or for you. So you're not reducing at all, but there's an organic movement. And those who need a lot of space will fall away. Mm-hmm. Let them go. Okay. That sounds, that sounds fine. You see? Yeah. There was a, a, sort of an appeal, I have to put it that way, when you talk about not having anything to hold on to. So on one hand, I think I have been cautious in my life, so that is kind of a holding on. But there's something so liberating just about the idea of no rudder. And I, I don't know what the question is. I don't know. It's You're just, tasting a bit of freedom. Okay, yeah. It's just, it sounds like, oh, good. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And it's more that, this is what I think is what you're hitting on. The sense of having no rudder, the words, it's not like, mm, it's not literal, obviously. Mm. But the, what it opens, it's like there's a bubbling up from it, mm. and the taste is freedom. Mm, yes. You yes, see? Yes, so see follow that. that down. Follow that. Follow that down. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that means. So sit with that a little bit. It's like, okay, rudderless. Can I find that frequency, that zone, that space? of being rudderless and without direction. So drop in and uh-huh. find the place of being rudderless. Okay. Right? Okay. And the, <sighs> the opening that comes from there, hang out there, get used to it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's the, in putting it kind of dualistically, it probably partly felt like an antidote to I feel like my life right now, having to take over, the, you know, things at home and everything, there's a fear of, Am I doing this right? You know, there's sort of a. It feels like a lot of responsibility sometimes, and a, a, a wanting to get it right. And so I think 
maybe that's related to to, to what you're saying to, to, yes. to the to the taste of yes. rudderless yes yeah. yes be uh-huh. light about it uh-huh. you know just do your best but don't think about it don't have the agenda of getting it right you're going to want to get it right that's mm-hmm. the natural thing is, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. to do your best but not something. worry about it but, but not worried about yeah. it not to have any other thoughts you know cruising uh-huh. around it yeah. values or judgments it's just like okay let me be clear here so that I do the right thing a prayer is good and then let it go okay you know good. okay yeah. let, let, direct me here so that I don't screw this up and then forget about it and trust the outcome that's helpful you know yeah. it's a dualistic approach but it will res- it will stop those thoughts coming in around yeah. well there, there's so many of them am I sure. smart enough am I capable yeah, am I yeah. going to screw this up is yeah, yeah. going to die because I'm you know yes, yes. sure yeah. sure yeah. sure yeah. it's just the personal eye assuming more responsibility and it's not doing anything actually at all <laughs> something else is moving all of it right. you know right. but step by step till you, till you get there right. Right. you know the other, the one other thing is when you put this on. I, I mean, I've heard versions over the years. Yeah, it just felt so clear to me. Oh, good. not that I'm, I'm qualifying again. I mean, I've, I'm not there wherever there is. But I, are you not, Susan? Yes, I am. I am, and but there the awareness. Some of the awarenesses, I feel like I don't have. I. Here she goes again. <laughs> okay. Yes. At some, okay. at some level, yes. And maybe that's the at quality. some level. Yeah. So you're awake at some level. Is that what we're talking about? Well, Jack, really, honestly, I don't feel like I'm awake. How would it feel like, Susan? I don't know. I, you, I, I heard descriptions, and I feel like. Um, Feel more aware and more awake than I have been. Okay. But I don't think I'm there, wherever there is. Uh-huh. I'm open to I'm open to it happening. Okay. And I'm okay if it doesn't. Okay. Uh-huh. Are there large spells of time where there's no individual personal eye running? Not large. No, not okay. large. Not large. Okay. Times. Yeah. Yeah. And when? When there's a short period of time where there's no personal I story at all? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, there's a lot of hanging out in unity stuff. Okay. There's a lot of that. Okay. Yeah. And what does that feel like? Oh, it's, it's just peaceful and beautiful and communing okay. and being, just feeling free. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then let that be your benchmark. Uh-huh. You know, a couple of minutes ago, it's like, I don't know what it would feel like to be awake. Mm -hmm. So there's your taster. Yeah. You know? Now, when you're in that unity consciousness place of feeling free and it's natural and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no effort, really, you know, and and crap happens. Mm -hmm. Do you deal with it differently than when Susan is facing crap Crap. that happens? Uh, Yeah, there was no crap that happened in this last break with my husband and stuff. And I found myself going out and dealing with it, like, oh, we've got to get this right. Well, I had lots of help. Tony was there, and we were were calling home and all that. Um, But but I I saw myself doing it, and I was able to go in and out. So that was a big improvement. That's fantastic. But it it felt like a crisis, and before I would have been, okay, we got it. 
Yes. It would have been okay. tougher with it, yeah. So here are the deepest hooks for you. Mm-hmm. When crisis happens, I, the personal I, has to be the one to fix it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I challenge that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Okay. And say, well, really, can I, can I trust that, that my divine knowing can sort this out? Mm-hmm. Can you trust it or mm-hmm. not? Yeah. You yes. know? Yeah. You can in theory. Mm-hmm. Are you asking me right now? No, I'm saying it's something for you to, yeah. to really unravel. It's like, okay, there's a crisis. All right, just give me two seconds till I approach this from the stillness and see what happens. Mm-hmm. That would be really good. Mm-hmm. I think it was partly done that way. I think so. Yeah, yeah you, you went into it today and that's like, yeah. okay, okay, she's, she's, she's loosening this one. Yeah. So make it a spiritual practice. Okay. That every crisis... And there are going to be a lot of them. There will be lots. <laughs> yes, there will be, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the crises don't pull you out. Uh-huh. So now we're looking at the things that pull you out. Uh-huh, yeah. We need the, the unity, that place of freedom, to become your constant. Mm-hmm. Not the place you go to that feels mm-hmm. nice, but that's your constant. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's becoming more and more so. It yes. is. Yes. It yes. is. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. And so we go to like unravel the hooks that are there. Mm-hmm. For as long as you've had the default to reduce yourself and qualify yourself, then that, by virtue of the fact that you have a default, means that you would be in the little eye and you'd have spaces of unity. If you can crack the default pattern, then your place of rest can be the unity and there'll be some hooks that turn back on the little eye. Mm. You see? Yeah. Okay, you're at a turning point. Okay. Okay, so just to watch that. Watch that. Yeah. You're at a turning point. You've got to crack the one who reduces. The little eye. That, that's it. That's the insidious one that's, that's making sure that, you, that, that, that what's most familiar to you is being in the ego, okay. in the false identity. Okay. That's the trick okay. that your mind is playing. Okay, okay. I got it. And I just that flashback. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay, um, <clears throat> so I feel like I have... Can you bring your chair closer because the mic is a bit heavier to... Yeah, thank you. That's good? Okay. Thank you. Um, so I feel like I have like a, like a big question, but I want to start with easier questions. So sure. I can be more calm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, As you like. Okay. So, um, well, in a way, like I just have a question if it's like okay that like I'm finding most of this really funny. And, um, and I mean, I guess it's good because I, I love to laugh and I love humor. And uh, maybe, I don't know, like two nights ago, like after, like we were sitting in here in meditation and I was just like, I have to laugh. And so when you gave us like the okay to leave, like I just went into my tent and I just laughed for like, Yay. yeah, so, so it was really great. Yeah. And, and I think it's like needed because I think, um, you know, like I've been... I can be serious. Yes. Um, and so it's really nice just to, like, this whole path of this life that, you know, I remember just where I've been. And so it's kind of a miracle, really, that yes. I'm sitting here. Yes. <laughs> like, huge miracle. Yes. Um, okay, so the laughing is good. 
It is, and there's also some people who roar laughing beyond any control or monitoring at all, like hopelessly, helplessly laughing at satsang. Okay. That happens too. Okay. And it's really essential. Okay. I've, I have felt that like at dinner, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to freak whoever is sitting next to no, me. No, laugh. Crystal, <laughs> laugh. Okay. It's really important. Okay. What it does... Um, There's a friend of mine, Dennis Nolan, an Irish guy. Some of you will have, will have noticed. He laughs during satsang. I mean, laughs. <laughs> and, um, oh, actually, there's a satsang of him with Muji, where it's called The Laughing Buddha. Oh, I saw that. You know, that, that one where the Irish guy himself and Muji are rowing laughing. Okay. So the laughter, what happens for Dennis is that he, he, a lot of the concepts go over his head, but the pull to satsang is huge. And what happens is that the laughter increases his frequency. It shakes off old belief systems. That's how it works. Literally shakes his system to such an impact, to such an effect that his vibration is higher and then he gets it. So that's his way of catching up is through the laughter. Let the laughter happen. That might be the same with what's happening to you is that, is that your cells are just shifting through the frequency of laughter. They're just rattling out. Mm-hmm. like shaking meditation does but it's much more potent when it's laughter because there's a kind of a cosmic joke thing running through yeah it's very high go with it go with it go with it okay okay yeah that'll yeah happen. and i have felt that in my body too like i just i feel like i mean i'm like i have to walk fast and i'm just doing weird things and yeah you know but i'm just going with it because i feel like it's moving the energy Absolutely. like it's like i can't a lot of times I walk in here and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, I'm not ready yet. And I have to like walk out and, you know, and just kind of burn the energy before yes. I'm ready to sit. So, yes, great. Um, okay, and then the easier question still, um, not, so I know I have to find this truth like within, but I'm just kind of curious, like your thoughts around it. So, you know, like I think of like my grandparents who I loved very much and, um, you know, so I'm kind of like, well, where are they now? You know, like, so like this, like, so they have passed on. And so then, you know, like there's the questions of, so then are they like pure consciousness? Like they're just that form now or like, you know, and then it's like, what about past lives and reincarnation? And so I don't know. And it's, it doesn't okay. really feel that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it depends yeah. on where you look from. Okay. It really does depend on where you look from. I could say they were always pure consciousness. They are still pure consciousness. I could say that. <laughs> then I could say whatever belief that they had at the time of dying, whatever belief that was unresolved, was not seen through, that has to go somewhere to get freed up because that's how consciousness does. It just keeps moving to like, okay, let's explore that one. Let's, it's either going into the darkness or coming out of the darkness. Going into ignorance really is a better word. Going into blindness, hypnosis, or coming out of hypnosis towards understanding and wisdom and recognition of truth. And so wherever they were in the trajectory, they're just continuing on in their trajectory. Okay. Okay. So the big question or the, the feeling that I'm having here, um, when you were talking with Michael earlier um, and you were asking him, you know, do you believe that you're Michael? And then you were, and then you said that like there has to be like absolute certainty and clarity, you know. So like for me, that I am not Crystal, and um, like it was like a physical response, like my like my heart like started beating really fast, and so I've been experiencing that somewhat of um, 
just wanting to hold on to the small self and like the fear of of really like letting go and um and I think like earlier today when um like when we had first um, arrived and you had said you know you had asked if uh you know, if you sink into like the stillness and then there's no, you know, desire or like, you know, what, what do you need? Like there's no need. Um, and that was good for me because I feel like, like I can sink into the stillness, you know, or that like, as I'm living my life, like there's this ability to, um, to be present to the stillness, but I feel like maybe I'm just like tasting it. Um, because I, I guess, there still is that like sense of um, of like when I ask myself what what do I need? Maybe I need to rest. Or like in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many questions. You know, like I need my questions answered. Um, and so I was um, uh, so in, in meditation a few nights back. I was realizing when you um, said you know to sink you know deeper. Um, I can almost like sense like this place that I'm okay with and then like to go deeper. I'm like, Ooh, not okay with that. Um, and, and there's gentleness and kindness towards myself in that. I'm just knowing like it'll come in time. Um, and, and being glad that I can see that and be aware of it. Yes. Um, and I had like, uh, when I was young and, you know, like my dad was trying to get me to jump into the deep end of the pool and there was that like, Oh, I don't know, you know, and um, but I also really wanted to experience it. Like I didn't want to stay, yeah, on the side of the pool, and so I feel, you know, that same feeling happening. Yes, and so and I don't know, you know, and so I guess it's like I don't know if it's really a question or if or I feel okay. I thought I was gonna like just burst into tears, but <laughs> um, I feel okay asking. Um, of course, why not? Why not? You're honoring yourself, Crystal. It's really good. It's a, that's the biggest shift I've seen in you in the last few days. It's like you're honoring yourself and you're taking up your space, you know? Well done. Well done. Um, so you drop in and, and you find the place of needs. Sure, get your needs met. It's good for you to get your needs met, actually, and, and to be develop that assertiveness of getting your needs met. That's really good. And sometimes they'll be met well and sometimes not, and that's life, you know? And sometimes they won't be met at all, but at least you'll be honouring the fact that you have needs. I like that for you. But also go to the place of where can I sink deeper? I'm not going to deny the needs, but I'm just going to park them for now. And can I go to the place of where there's no needs at all? That for you would be great mm-hmm. for maybe, maybe even a year. Mm-hmm. Just go there. I'm so glad that you've seen, I can see through the floorboards to something deeper. Uh, not ready for the deep end yet. Mm-hmm. Let's get you really solid on this level right now, the place of no needs. So that you can honour your needs comfortably, but that you can sink beneath needs to where there's just nothing happening. Mm-hmm. And get that really familiar. That'd be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel excited. Like I, um, 
you know, like I had an experience where like I was just in um, a backyard with my boyfriend and it was like all of a sudden I could see like this reality. Yes. Like any moment could just be gone. Yes. And it was like, whoa. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then like that same day, I also had the experience of like, the the physical body like the heart was racing and realizing like at any moment like this bodily form could be gone yes um but you know I could feel the attachment of like whoa like that's really frightening which was good because I think I used to always say like oh I'm not afraid of death you know sure and it was really beautiful to be shown like yeah yeah (laughs) honor what's real for you that's the work well done so these things are shifts in perspective huh you know, there was a perspective. And another way to say it might be, I don't know if it's the experience or not, you'll have to figure that out. But another way to say it might be, this experience in the backyard of my boyfriend, it is and it isn't. It's it's here right now, but maybe it's not here right now at the same time. That's very close to what you saw. You see? Can I check this real of quick course. to make sure? Of course, take your time, yeah. Before I give up the seat. No problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, great artwork. Yeah, wow, <laughs> it's great. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. Like the other thing that, just the, the one thing, and then I'm done, is um, that was weird was you know, kind of being invited to drop deeper into like a deeper place of like meditation or disappearing, dissolving. Um, it was like, well, it was kind of funny. And then like, cause I felt like, well, if I did that again, like then do all of us disappear? And, and it's like, are we all just here? Because like, I'm not willing to like let this go, you know, like, and it's like, like, are all of you in my imagination, you know, or am I in your imagination? Kind of that weird. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. This is, this is kind of where, where some spiritual concepts are kind of used by new age Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, it's like, uh, uh, that's kind of more a distraction from doing what we need to do because it's just a fun way to look at things, but it's very safe because it's not really a shift in perception. It's just a little minor little shift of the dial and it's kind of fun. I'd check it out. I'd check it out. The work is on yourself. You know, you get one school of thought that says, yes, you've imagined all of us and another one is like, really? Yeah. Right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Was it Lauren? Yeah. Thanks. So relax the body. Relax the body. Pull the mic right in. Thanks. Yeah. With the heart is beating. Pardon? The heart is beating. That's all right. Take a few breaths. It's okay.
on myself like I wouldn't get all weird. I always get weird in the chair. <laughs> but, alright. Were you going to say something? I, I just heard the bang, bang, bang yeah, outside I and I said, is that Lauren's heart? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk to me. Okay. I don't know what to talk about now. Talk to me about chaos. About no control. Yeah. Mm. That's what waking up is. Like, and I need to keep... you got to pull the mic closer to you. Okay. I can barely hear you, not to mind you guys. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Um, mm. I feel like I need the mind in order to deal with chaos and I guess because like I've always had the sense that I'm not like things aren't as they appear and it's just like the mind thought I remember being a kid and being told like one of my first dreams and in the dream one of the chairs in the living room was like on the other side of the room and so the next day I was telling my parents like I thought the chair was over there and like yes meant no and no meant yes and they told me it was a dream but it felt so real to me like it felt the same as like there was like no like difference like life real life in the dream which I know now is like true from having like lucid dreams it's like the same thing <laughs> um but it was like, okay, like these people know things that I don't know and I need to like know things to like survive and like getting measured and weighed like at the doctor's office. I remember like my first time there and I was like, what are they doing? And it was, they showed me a chart of like where I landed according to like where I should be at that age. And it was like me, like where I should be, like I should know or something or like have control over this body like I should be at this certain number and like all these things that like I need to like know you know like I don't trust pure consciousness I guess um to fully like when I had my breakthrough you know in April and I mean that was like seeing through the eye and I mean I feel like I'm awake like yeah <laughs> like I know what it is and it's here now like when I felt like I was like daddy you know and like it's like right behind me <laughs> you know it's like right here Watching like Lauren and like she was saying like oh god like you know I told her like Lauren screwed and this like uh, <laughs> well let's take a second one <laughs> give you something to play with <laughs> uh, 
I am. Yes. But like, and I've had times like since then where I've like woken up in the middle of the night, just like, or like I've seen Lauren wake up. Like I'm not yes. in Lauren. Yes. And it's just like, ah, ah, like I see her lying in bed, like screaming, like, like a little, am- not like a, you know, like big scream, but like a little animal, like survival. Just like, <laughs> like, where are you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like she doesn't understand that that's, like, I don't understand that's what I am. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like gone. <coughs> when it go, it's like gone. <laughs> I mean, she's gone forever. Yes. Like, that's the liberation, I guess. I don't know. Is that liberation? Like, well, yeah. the, the, the pockets of your system that resonate with the experience of abandonment or not being in control or chaos or being lost, mm-hmm. Lauren is screwed. Mm-hmm. These pockets of, of old memory need to be healed and softened and seen through and resolved, filled with love. Those things need to happen. Okay. Because they're triggers back into um, um, experiences, phenomenal experiences, and, and they need to be resolved. That's why it feels like she's still like floating here. Yeah, that's right. There's just little pockets of, of memory that are still there. Ah. So one way is Lauren, the adult woman who's sitting in front of me right now, phenomenally, you know, in this physical world of it being Saturday afternoon in Florida, that Lauren can go back into the, the animal-like whimpering lost one and hold her, change the chemistry of a memory. It's absolutely possible. It works. Be there for her. Go back in and heal her. Go into every pocket of a memory that's still contracted. But the adult has to know what that empowered position healed position. She needs to know what that is. So of all the pockets of identification that are left are the broken one. We need a bit of the goddess power to be activated in order to heal the broken one. You see? That's why the phenomenal empowerment is very important. So that you've got both sides. The knowing of both, that there's no hiding place. Mm-hmm. Is there an empowered Lauren woman who can heal the pockets of mm, trauma? It's funny, like, huh. it's getting rid of, like, a lot of old habits. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes. beliefs. Yes. Yes. Like you get nothing. <laughs> so like yes, nothing. really, it's full clearing out. Yes. You end up with nothing <laughs> and happy days. Is that where we were to go? I can't remember. There was a few. Did we do the four people? Jimmy. Thank you. And then we're open again. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jimmy. Ah, lots happening. Um, so last year, uh, when I was here, I had this real strong hit that I needed to go work at a refugee camp, which came out of nowhere. And you said that I think it'd be a wonderful thing to do something really horrendous like go to a refugee camp. So I said, okay. So I, uh, just because pure awareness has a sense of humor, I ended up on what was called the Island of the Damned, uh, looking at a refugee camp in an insane asylum. <laughs> and it was a blast, really. Um, so what I... When I made that dis- when I when I didn't make that decision, um, all the way up to October when I went, um, I really trusted that okay, this is the right thing to do, and it's going to line up. And my husband did a GoFundMe page for me. I got all the money. I mean, everything was click click click. And um, and every now and then, every month or two, I, I, my thinking mind would start to go into a little bit of fear, like Jesus, what are you doing? And I just said no. I'm not going to believe that thought. So I went, and um, it was uh, it was wonderful. It was really wonderful. I mean, I felt uh, very free. I felt very protected. I did a lot of stupid things, and I was always protected from the results of doing stupid things, like uh, taking the wrong suitcase and forgetting to get my passport. <laughs> you know, all the almost driving the van into the Aegean Sea. Um, but through the whole thing, uh, I just felt very ordinary. I felt like just a cog in the wheel, nothing special, which was great because yes. I've always had a got to be special thing. And I was living with uh, twelve millennials and me, so <laughs> I became an old lady, you know, which I've never really thought of myself as being an old lady. And and not able to do the things that they were doing just because I don't know what a Google Doc is or, you know, all of the things that they were doing with the refugees getting them lined up for asylum. So basically I drove a van and uh, sorted clothes, taught yoga, played the guitar. And um, so that, that was really wonderful. Um, the experience of that I've had very often of just pure awareness moving my body along. Okay, so fast forward into this. I, I went to Kali 
statue. I love all these statues. I'm a devotional type. I'm sorry, guys, but I am. Um, and uh, and just pray, you know, just just whack off all my heads. Just whack them all off. And and I noticed that the, she has her foot on this body, and I noticed there's a smile on the face of the body, at least for me, from where I was looking at it. And I was thinking, oh, that's Jack's foot. And this is, this is great, you know. This is great. And then I went to another shrine, Nichinanda, I think. And because um, I had that fear of death. And the fear of death, uh, it had to do with what's left to experience. So as I was sitting there and I asked to experience the death, uh, I felt so much power and the, and, the, and the thinking mind came in and said, you know, your heart can't contain all this. And I remember what happened with, with your teacher when they said, this is just a drop. And, and I realized that this was just a drop. And that in order to feel the ocean... Um, Jimmy was going to have to go, you know. There's like no two ways about it. And because my thinking mind was the one that was creating this heart that couldn't contain all this love and this body that was sitting there asking for it and, and the whole nine yards. So uh, I do, I want to die before I die. I've, I've had an experience of it. But I'm realizing that I've been very attached to my experiences because my experiences are what has led me to this point because it's how I, it's how I get wisdom. Um, so, so that's kind of where I am. You need to see through experience then. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. Okay. I want the freedom. I want the freedom of not having an I want the freedom thought. Yes. Because freedom is an experience? Have you set it up as an experience? No, I haven't set freedom up as an experience. Ah. I haven't. Ah. I've set freedom up as a non-experience. And how will you know when it's there then? Good question. Yeah, because I can say a felt sense, but that's an experience too. Um, that's how I've been able to differentiate when I'm being moved around and when Ginny's running the show. So I guess there is a, like a little bit of reorientation. So when, when you're being moved around rather than Ginny running the show, when you're being moved around, what's the experience? Uh, ease and... and uh, um, effortlessness and uh, the car's driving itself and um, and is there someone there getting juice out of that yeah that's the trouble that's the trouble Jenny's getting juice she's going wow this is fun being you know driven around in this car yes yeah, yeah. so as soon as pure consciousness is moving then then Ginny comes in and enjoys the ride exactly mm. she <laughs> likes to have fun that Ginny Yes. 
Oh, it's hell. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we need to see through fun. Yeah. The attachment to fun. Mm-hmm. And like everything else, it's not like, oh my God, we have to do without fun. It's not that. It's seeing through fun, not fun. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Are the illusion. It's always something and it's opposite. I hope you're seeing that pattern over the week, you know? Something and it's opposite. That's how what lives in the dual, unreal, me, myself, I world. Everything and it's opposite. It's getting out of both. It's not flipping over one to the other. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. So the fun, not fun. The attachment to fun. The repulsion for absence of fun. Or, yeah. You know, the feeling that there's something missing when there's an absence of fun. Yeah. So what does that look like? I mean, how? Yes, what does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> so here's the dichotomy, because there is a different quality of lightness you know, in, in, yeah. in the absence of the I. But the mind wants that. Yeah. Because the mind can only interpret that as fun. Freedom is fun. Freedom is like, it's not in the same way. The mind doesn't get in there to, to enjoy it in yeah. the same way. Yeah. There is a sense of an I for functioning purposes. Yeah. But it doesn't get juice out of anything. Yeah. It's not strong enough. Um, attachment to fun. Attachment to anything. Fun, not fun. Yeah. Yeah, it Pain, is. pleasure. Yeah. You know. So what it gives you is seen to have quite a lot of value. Something enjoys it a lot. Where really it's just frosting. Yeah, I guess the, the deeper question is, is I'm not sure how I will be able to experience, uh, how the I will be able to experience when pure awareness is running the show, unless I have an experience of pure awareness running the show. That won't happen. Okay. It won't happen. Well, there is no personal experience of pure consciousness. It's just movement. It's It's just just movement. It's just just movement. It's what's naturally there when you're not thinking. Yeah. It's no biggie. It's so friggin' ordinary. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like the nose in your face. It's like you're looking for your nose. It's like, uh, (laughs) it's closer to home than what you think. Yeah. Yeah. The ordinariness. I think we could go after ordinariness. Felt good being ordinary when I was on Leros. Because I haven't been a very ordinary type of person. Yes, yes. Yes. Well, not if you're planning a fantastic funeral for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That you will miss. You're invited. (laughs) (laughs) Assuming you outlive me. Okay, I like live you, rather. <laughs> um, okay, 
I want to do something about experience on the board that might help illuminate this. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way I can answer that. Great. Attachment to fun is what you're after and moving towards the ordinariness of being without the personal eye. Yeah. That's, they're, they're your takeaways. Yeah. But I want to talk a bit about experience. It's, it's even deeper than fun. It's more of a, it's the high. Yeah. It's course. the high. Of course. Yeah. The levity and the, and, and to find out, like, okay, what are the things that resource Ginny? And can I list those things? You know, like music and swimming mm, and mm. service and yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. The things that re- re- resource Ginny. So can they be there without you getting juice out of them? That's the other thing. Is like I've always gotten lots of juice out of being a server. Yeah. 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 What would that look like? What would that feel like without getting juice out of it? Yeah. When it's just literally happening. But there's no identification with it at all. Yeah. Okay. There are the things you've got to work on. But I'll talk a little bit about experience here. Do you have enough to take away? Yeah. Because there's little, there are four or five little pockets there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. Okay, good. I'm going to scribble something on the board. Where's that going with this? Let me just find this. That's not helpful, is it? Okay. Okay, let's, let's go after another angle, which is probably a bit faster. <clears throat> okay, for an experience to happen, there has to be time and space. We have a before. And we have an after. And space gives you the context, the physical form, the, the possibility for it to happen. <clears throat> We're already deep within duality. Because we've got, for this to make sense, for it to be before and after, and the whole environment for it to happen, there has to be a continuum that stretches within this timeline. The timeline has to be a given, has to be proven, there has to be before and an after, and a during. Because the during is the experience itself. You can't have an experience unless you can compare to how it was before the experience. It's the contrast itself that makes the experience happen. After the experience, you scramble around and look for meaning and logic and explanations and words, and you tell a story. 
right? So if we need something to span before, during, and then going off to after to find the story of it, there's only one thing that's going to be so tied in to linear time without even questioning it, and personal me. You see? The only thing that can have a, an experience will be the one who's owning it. The ownership of the experience is the only thing that goes from before, during, and after and finds a story. For it to really be your experience. And when we say, yeah, it's just passing through, like earlier Ginny was talking about, there's just tears and there's no story. Sometimes things just pass through and your mind can't play catch-up to actually, oh, this happened, this was what happened before, this is what triggered it, this was the experience, and this is how I felt. Now we have a story. So if there's a me in there that's owning it, we run through this triad of time and space. Without the me that owns any of it, things pass through and they usually don't even get noticed. They literally don't even get noticed. Did it ever happen to you that you were with somebody and you experienced the same thing and the other person made a huge out story out of it and you didn't? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this was like high drama for them. And they've got this seriously embellished story. And I, 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 did that really? Wow. I didn't make a story out of it. Wonderful. Let those things happen where you don't make a story out of something. Because stuff is just, events are happening, but they're not registering. You don't have the person in me who's there <sighs> recording, building a sense of me who's had life experiences. Self-reference. Of course. It's, it's happened to me, you know. It happened to me. The story has to be about me. Yeah. The me is in there who was before. That's me before it. That's me during the experience. Juice, 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 juice. And then this is me after the experience. And I've been different ever since. <laughs> do you know this is what we do huh? this is what we do so if you've like I think it was the first day or the second day we talked about kind of dropping through time we focused on the present moment and then it was like okay so you can be pre let's do it right now just because I know some people are right here so being present just be present Saturday afternoon in a room you hear the fans Sound outside, texture of whatever your feet are touching, for example. <coughs> You're just being present. So there's a now moment. Like, that cuts through so finely. There's a now moment that houses all of that, yeah? There's a now. It's happening now. Right now. There's a now, there's a now, there's a now, there's a now. If we take away the, the line, all the nows are stacked up on top of each other. You might or might not see that, but all the nows are vertical. But everything that's ever happened can only be happening right now. You might or might not get that, don't worry about it if you don't. So you're being present to this now. There's a being present to this now. Let's go into presence itself. So it, the now kind of disappears. There's just the presence. 
So the thing that was present to the now, just the present becomes presence itself. And feel presence. Feel presence. Now, does presence register an experience? Could it register an experience? Absolutely. You see? How could that register an experience, that presence? It's like it's untouched, untouchable. It's just presence, complete and raw and open and simple. It's like it's a unit, you know? It's like it's, it's whole. W-H-O-L-E, you know? So think of all the layers on top of it. Um, you see, it's outside of time. That's when you know that it can't register experience. Presence itself is outside of time. So when we overlay time and space and all these other contexts, then we have a one who can have this experience and ride the roller coaster and tell the story about it. And we get attached to this frigging thing? Really? Really? Like, if you didn't leave presence in the first place, what the heck? What the heck? What value does this have? Do you know? But when the personal eye is running, of course, it's going to do anything for entertainment because it's lacking in some place. So it's got to fill the gaps. And so the juice to have fun is there. When, when, I, when I move into presence, yeah. it feels the same as when I'm... the stillness and the silence. Yes, okay. All right. But that's not an experience. No, it's not an experience. Okay. Can you sense that it's not an experience? I believe you. Okay. <clears throat> See if there is an experiencer when you're feeling the presence. Drop into the presence again. And if you need to go through present moment and listen and use your senses, that's fine. So being present to the present moment. And then we drop the now part of it. And there's just presence. Stay with presence for a minute. Is there an experiencer experiencing presence? Can anybody find an experiencer experiencing presence. It knows something is happening. Does it have that piece of knowledge? It, yeah, you can say it's aware. It's aware. It's aware. There's awareness. But is it saying that there's something happening? Oh, I see. Now, there's no commentary. There's no... But it certainly is no commentary. Yeah. There's no commentary. So it's a knowing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it just it nullifies the whole notion of, of mind, of, of past and pre of, of past and future, etc. It's just gone. Mm -hmm. It's just nothing it's just there gone. but the present. That's right. And, and, and it's nothing there but mortal energy, so to speak. I mean, that's kind of how I experience it. It's like, it's like 
that you know you just you're just going to live with that energetic sense and whatever comes up and be comfortable with it. That's okay, you're turning it into something useful now, and yeah. I want to kind of stay with the nebulous. Well, okay. It feels but like pure awareness. It just is. It's just Danny. It is just life itself unfolding. Yeah, you're you're doing what Jack is doing. Yeah. I want to just stay with the the, the real. The thinner end of the story. So if you're trapping time and all that off, something still is there to know about it. Yes, but does it know about something? I mean, the time is an illusion. It is. Because when it disappears, it shows you. It's like, well, frigate, there's, there's actually no time. Exactly, yes. Yeah, so, so your perception is, is shifting back to before time, prior to the setup of the concept of time. Okay. It's kind of a scary place to be. I mean, that, that, that's where the resistance is. That? Yeah, that's work to be done. Yeah. yeah. There's no word. Kathy, what's going on for you? I was just finding the place. Can you find it? Okay, great. Tony, you said there's an experiencer there. Yeah, maybe I'm not. Maybe it's not really presence that the experiencer is experiencing, but I, I was sort of looking um, to see what, and it's sort of like a, spaciousness and peace and I can conjure up a me that's aware of that so know. but do you have to conjure up the me that's aware of it I was looking for one and I found it yeah okay so is presence there without that looking energy which is mind because mind came in and activated and started looking and of course it'll find it's going to find yeah. what it wants to find can it be there without the without that activity? Yes. Is there presence there? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm after. Mm-hmm. It can be there, but I don't know if I can tell you about it. Ah, mm-hmm. because? Because as soon as I have to observe if there's something there or not, then I have to show up to do it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So the shift that happens mm-hmm. is that the one who shows up to tell the story is also consciousness. There's no identity with it. It's an impersonal function of pure consciousness that's telling a story. It's not. It would look the same on the outside, but it's entirely different inside. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Mm. Consciousness is telling the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just with no self-referencing. There's no self-referencing. I, I, it just is. Now, another person would never know. It's, it has to be your own experience because it's going to look the same on the outside. Would you say it's pure recognition? Pure. Mm-hmm. No. You've got into your head. Go back into it. Yeah. Go back I'll into the it. feeling of it. There's no word. Yeah, I just have personal experiences that. And this is personal experience. You can ride the bike for three, four hours, go 40, 50 miles, and we never went anywhere. Yes. That's the awareness. Nothing happened. Okay. It was filled with motion, filled with all okay. whatever. But yes. In the end, or even during, yeah. nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. And okay. And we didn't go anywhere. Yes. That's a great point of perception that you're able to easily access. Yeah. Here's another one. Yeah. It seems the same as what you're describing. Yes, this, this is more, it, it, what you're describing is a, is, a, is a little more absolute. It's, it's the place of nothing happened. This is, this is some place in between 
because it's easier to go either or, right? The in-between ones are the shady ones, and this is where the stuff lies. You see? The stuff of personal? Yeah, personal the hidden stuff. Yeah, the hidden personal eye, the attachments, all that little nitty-gritty stuff. Can you say more about this impersonal eye that's able to talk about it, but it's not so wrapped up in the dense story? Yeah. All right. Present moment, right now, sounds, your senses, your senses will always bring you into the present moment. Great starting point. So there's an, an awareness of this present moment. Something is being present. So there's a being present to the now. (coughs) So we drop deeper out of the now. Maybe time goes horizontal, vertical, maybe not. If we get rid of this now moment and just the present part of it, let it show up as presence itself. Presence. Awareness or presence. No conjuring up of anything to watch it or to experience it. Have a look. There isn't an experiencer unless you crank one up. But yet, there is presence. Okay. Don't get into your head too much, but that's called direct experience, where there's no body experiencing something else, but, but, but yet there's something direct, immediate, immediate. There's like no space, but, but yet it's known somehow, but by nothing. Right? All this kind of weird, non-dual, stupid language is appropriate for once. Ah! <laughs> Presence. Without an experiencer or something being aware of presence, none of that is happening. There's simply presence. Yet, some sort of a story can be told about it afterwards without a personal eye being there having the experience of it. Presence itself doesn't have something watching it. The movement of pure consciousness has an impersonal capacity to turn it, the direct experience, into language. It never switches off or leaves presence. Really, the door is always open to it. And the impersonal moves forward in whatever is required, in in whatever life commands of it. Whether it's to talk about it or point to it, or smile on the inside. So whatever tells the story about this in your body-mind is impersonal. 
the impersonal would have to say it's a direct or immediate experience. The personal would say it happened to me, I experienced it. Because it would bring it into time and have a before, a during and an after. And it would go back to its old usual self-referencing and have a little impact on it, of the story. But the impersonal is a continuum of presence itself. And it uses the body-mind. Do you feel it? Do you get it? Do you, do you, do you, do you almost feel like an innate, like, it's not mine. It's like an innate intelligence. It's, it's yes, not, it's, it's not it's yours. Not, There's no mine. ownership. There's no ownership. It just is going. So yeah. It direct, direct, direct. It does direct. It directs everything. It directs everything. It directs everything. That's the whole point. Yes. It directs the whole lot of it. But the mind imagines it directs things. Yes. That's an amazing. Mind attached. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. What was it? We can say presence, awareness, yes. that which doesn't have something watching it or something experiencing it. That's singularity. Yes. Mm-hmm. That gives more agency to presence than I usually think of. Pure stillness. It's not agency. So it's you just use the presence and to, to get us to this place. It's not, I could have the same experience if I was thinking about beingness or something. Or the impersonal could have an experience. I, I'm I'm talking about an impersonal experience. That's where I'm going. Yeah. So I. So it's not I, limited to just presence. No, it's not. But it's a really good technique. Yeah. So it's in experience, but it's impersonal. It's impersonal. Yeah. The word constancy came to me. Constancy. So every yeah. experience that happens without the personal me is like the way ex- presence was experienced right now. Ah. Uh. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. So things can be perceived to happen. Yes. There's no personal aspect. To it. There is no personal aspect. But it really did look like all of you touched presence. It uh-huh. did look like that. I didn't see anybody stuck in the mire of, of imagination. I don't know. Maybe I missed somebody. But, but it, it felt like, okay, we're all together here. So the capacity to experience presence did not have you there. You can make it an experience. You can talk about it later. But that you wasn't in there. It wasn't because there was nothing there except presence. We had to conjure, Tony's word, we had to conjure up somebody experiencing it. So when there's only pure consciousness and the personalized out of the way, everything is experienced like that. It just is. Mm-hmm. It's pure autonomy too. It's pure. Yeah. It's pure autonomy. Yeah. Don't yeah. get too wordy. Yeah. When you get wordy, I can feel you leaving you it. Going up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get too wordy. Is that the same as the background? What's always in the background? Yes. Yes. It's in the background. Yes. It's what's always in the background. Yes. How can you conjure up the experience if you, you I, if you, it wasn't there? If I wasn't there, then how could I conjure up the experience? That's exactly it. It happens. It happens all the time. We make up everything, Kwanmai. We make up the whole frigging lot. We're constantly conjuring up a world as if it's here. It's not here. You just had a micro of the macro. That's what we do all the time, but we never look through that keyhole. We imagine we are having personal experiences all the time. We really do. None of the freaking thing is happening at all. We were never there. You're not here. We were never here. 
That's the only way to get out of this friggin' place. To recognise that you were never here. I know I've done leaps and bounds right now, but maybe, maybe somebody has seen the thread. Did I lose you? Did I lose it? No? Yes. Great question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There really is never a personal eye there. It's only a thought. So everything that happens, it, it's just presence, really. There's nothing happening unless we have a story-making mechanism believed into existence to morph it into something else for drama purposes. Really. So everything else is imagination, basically. Everything is imagined. Yes. Fundamentally, even presence is imagined, but you would, yeah. would wake up before you see that one. I missed that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, Lauren. Yeah. Um, I recently had with, what happened to me was I was in my fridge looking for something, and I forgot where it was, and then I remembered it was in the drawer, so I started to move towards the drawer, and then I froze, because I realized the body was starting to move, and like took it, taking it out of the drawer before I remembered where it was. Aha! And then I like froze, and like, Oh my God! Because like, there's no one even there to remember or yes. forget things. Yes, yes. It's it's, just, it's really all happening by itself. Yeah, all of it. <coughs> Didn't you say something all downloads? Like if you forget something, you go back into the room and it hasn't downloaded yet. Ooh, uh, the, the, uh, that can confuse everything. Okay. Having that in now. Can that happen with the mind too? When you're in the impersonal and just thoughts are running, or does that is that out of it? If you're not really not personal when the thoughts are going yeah is that can that be in the impersonal when that's happening can you have impersonal thoughts no like i'm hearing the impersonal and then thoughts like oh wait you've got to go get something to eat or i mean okay that can still be going yeah right yeah that can still be going can be hanging out just the thoughts are going through and there's they're noticing the thoughts but they're just thoughts but they're not believed there's no interest in them other than good Okay, yeah, thank you. that works fine. Yeah. So where does that, that experience that nothing happened? Where does you said something that's even? Yeah, yeah. That's that's just a different point of perception. It's a bit deeper. Um, it's it's what we were talking about the other day, and I was like, it's already happened. It's never happened. Um, if you can hold where it's useful, is if you can hold this is happening. And it's never happened. If you can hold the two together authentically, that's very useful. It's, it's, it's happening within one dimension, but also it's known that it actually never happened. And you can have the two of them together so that you're not flip-flopping between the two. Uh, well, it's simultaneous. Simultaneous. That's, that's what happens when you're awake. You know it's real and it's not real and it never happened. And you have <coughs> access to all the lenses. You know, you know what I wrote over here? You've access to all the lenses at all the time. There's no big gear shift. You don't need a spiritual experience for a new lens of perception to show up. You see, Renata? I'm just repeating something uh, because I'm just like, I'm trying to be in the presence and I can't just make sense of anything. You know, it's just happening. Yeah. Because there is no, no context. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's totally fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an amazing access. This is an amazing Don't make an experience. Okay. <laughs> oh, I just made an experience. Did you see? I brought in the mind. You yes. brought in the mind to make an experience. <laughs> a takeaway. Laya. Isn't it just being? Just being? Yes. Same. Yes, same. Same. When I experienced it when you told That's me. right. Yeah. That's right. But you don't have as many pockets as other people have. 
It gets really simple. It boils down to that. But 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 you gotta understand, like, or folks have to understand where the personal is, where the impersonal is. When talking comes and you're saying, "I would like a cup of coffee," but you know it's not personal at all. You you know you can feel that the energy it's it's an impersonal thing. You know, so for people to feel the difference, those those kind of things are important. Yeah. You know, what I'm getting that doesn't feel like such a big leap is that I never did anything. You know, and well done. Like, and so, if I have that, like yeah. maybe there's that's a step to some of the other stuff you're yes. talking about. Can you can you access that? I never did anything. Yeah, the whole thing with the presence, like somehow something clicked. Um, like there's no me in that presence. Yes. And really, there's no me anytime. There's no me anytime. It's just I thought there was a me. That's right. <laughs> or chalk it down. Yeah, or I believed the thought that there was a me. Yes. Yeah. You believed the thought that there was a you. Yeah. That's it. And so, if there's no you, nothing happens. Pardon? If there's no you. That's right. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. But then, okay, all this is like, I don't know about all this, you know. All I know is I'm being, Perception yeah. is, 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 is playing with this, you know. Perception is creating this, you know. Mm, wow. This is mysterious to me. I don't know about all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the dualistic perception is creating this, you know. I don't, I don't know. It's just your brain. But my brain is just a lump. You know, this is some other stuff. <laughs> okay, I, I won't go there, but it's another conversation and it's almost there. So from the person, if the, if the person, it's chaos from the personal point. In other words, it's just stuff. I mean, things are maybe arising, moving, but if there's no personal self mm. to reference any of it mm. it's just kind of chaos from from whose point of view the personal point of view yes the I. yes yes it's chaos yes 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 it is chaos from the eye yes. so your sentence was if there's no personal it's chaos from the personal yes okay yeah it's true yeah yeah uh keith i, I i'm not sure if this this um, Marie and I are involved in, a, in an earthquake uh, in, in Christchurch, uh, like in, in the middle of the epicenter. When the earthquake hit, as far as I was concerned, I wasn't there. I was simply being led by whatever you want to call it out of the area we were to an area that I perceived as safe. And that is exactly what you're saying. There is no time. Yes. Because it just stops. Yes. And that's all we ever have is that moment. Yes. And that really is what triggered in my mind where we don't have the past or the future, we have the now. And that really uh, signified for me. Because I was outside myself. Yes. Just having this body yes. moving in a direction yes. along with Marie. Yes. And so that's where I, I said, it's, it's it. This is, this is all we have. Yes. <coughs> that's right. That's true all the time. Yep. It is. It mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I hear you talking to Annie, kind of cautioning her against turning a realization into a, yeah. a, a description or something. Mm -hmm. And I have that problem myself. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I get, I get seconds of pure realization, and boy, does that feel good. 
and you know, I don't, I don't want to, I'm setting it up for an experience. Like, I see myself you doing are. that. Yeah, yeah. So, you're turning it into a, yeah. a story so like, that you have a takeaway so, so how can it help your life. It's very much my tendency to do that. And I, it, in a way, it's a form of fun, you know, etc. But it's not going to get me anywhere. No, it's not going to get you anywhere. So how am I going to sort of prevent myself from... Stop grasping. Nothing is of any use at all. That experiences happen and they have no value. Don't have any takeaways. That's a great experience. No, I'm joking. That's a great experience. You'll be able to do it sometimes, and other times you really do need the tools. You know, sometimes you will need tools and to do work. Yeah, tools, right? You know, but but they're like, oh, that's great. I'll put that into my into my I, I get your rucksack. Point. And I, I get your point. I mean, it's just just like you know, I can see there there are these glimpses, these realizations, etc. Yeah. I don't necessarily. I don't. I see the problem of trying to control it or trying to be in, in front of it, or trying to essentially cause it. The personal is owning yeah. it and claiming yeah, 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 it, and yeah, yeah. wanting I, I see, a better yeah, me. I see all that very clearly. Yeah. Yeah, the agenda of the personal life pops up pretty quickly. I think for me, the grasping of it uh, has to do with my body, too, because it's like my cells. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a, um, my, like a saturation of my cells that start moving with, you know, that turn it into an experience. If I grasp it, I, I'm not, it's kind of like if I'm grasping the glove, the glove's not going to be transparent. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, any grasping will make it personal. So it'll just be a, a more of a, just a doorway. Yes. Yes, the grasping is attachment, same yeah. thing again. Personalizing it. Yeah. And liberty is important to you. You know? Yeah. For your well-being. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Fun happens. And, and it's enjoyed. That's all. No bells and whistles on it. Roger that. Yeah. Well, that must be why people like really high risk events, you know, sports, because mm, it brings. Let's in... just talk about ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we don't know. We yeah. can make assumptions of why people do things yeah, and what yeah, they get out yeah. of it, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yes, Bob. I just wondered how memory plays into all of this mm. because when you first had us, just be present. All I heard, I heard birds singing. Yeah. And I, but I remember that. So I don't, am I trying to make an experience out of it or? The impersonal, the impersonal can use memory too. Okay. Well, yeah, they would have to, to be able to function. That's right, to be able to function. Yeah, it does. It does. Darling, we break for dinner then. Um. To the personality, Jack, love them. If we can question you, the words you found. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. From the personality, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
Diane, so just to clarify, you know, just yeah. my own requirement. So, you know, it's always, for me, the presence is just objective. There's a red curtain, there's a jacket, there's a board, there's a bird. Yeah. But it's not, there was a bird and it was an omen from God. And yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. And some things, the red curtain mightn't even register. You know, be like, was there a red curtain? Gosh, I didn't see it. You know, because because you the divine efficiency will only see what you need to see, really. There's less labeling. Because thing, and that's that's what makes it really authentic. Because nothing is happening. If there's no labeling, there's nothing happening. You see, and the labeling reduces. So then there's nothing happening. Let it rip, Crystal. <laughs> Dinner time, folks. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. That's normal, yeah. Seven thirty.